Hello there, everybody. This is Brian Chrisman. Are you having a rough day? Do you need to have some fun? And you've come to the right place. It's time once again for a visit with our friend Sal Abenanti, also known as Uncle Sal. We'll talk about the San Diego Comic Con. His representation of Alex Ross and his new projects. Sports talk on the Bears, the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Blackhawks. You'll hear heartwarming stories of his wife and kids. Jagoffs will be called out by name. And as always, much laughter from your host. All this and more on Comic Geek Speak, episode 1570, Our Pal Sal. All right. Well, after a prolonged absence through mostly our fault, we want to welcome back again to the show, Mr. Sal Abenanti. How you doing, Sal? Jeez, pants. Who would have figured, right? <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was a witness protection at this point. No, 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 no. You know, it's just, just you and I tonight. What is it? Just, it's just the uh, the two Mavericks tonight. Yeah, it's a room full of guys over there. No, it's just you and I. Everybody else is a bunch of jagoffs tonight, and all oh, excuses, excuses. <laughs> I've been telling you that for years, and you finally listened to me. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> what what happened, to everybody? Are you all just world class jagoffs now, or what's going on? No, no, you know, a lot of them aren't uh, even in the era to get to the studio. You know, some just don't bother to respond to me. But hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you for the longest time, and you know, we had I wanted to get you on like after Comic Con. I know you're tired, so I'm happy to have you on finally. Now, even if it's just me, because I could talk to you for forever, recording or not recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I. I wasn't sure what was going on. People asked me, and people texted me, and I'm like, guys, I don't know, man. I know that uh, that the show has been in flux kind of for a while, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Guy, a lot of guys moved on, different things happening. Right. And, um, you know, I just said, hey, when they ask me, I'll go on. It's real simple. It's not that complicated. There was no falling out. I think people thought we had a falling out. Or oh, something. goodness, right. no. <laughs> Well, you know, people like to people like to turn everything into into General Hospital. You know, they like to make it they like to make it out to be you know fucking days of our lives. When the reality of it is, it's not nearly that complicated. So right. People's lives get you know, people move on. People got shit. To do, yeah. Know? But yeah, I I saw. Well, we also got a lot of requests from our listeners when you could have Sal back on, and people I know when we were talking to you when you could have back on the show. So again, happy yeah. to happy to have you on. So what have you been doing, man? Uh, what have you been doing? You, you keeping them staying out of trouble? You keeping busy or what? Yeah, I'm just pretty much just laying low. Uh, it, it's summertime here in, in PA, and it's, you know, god-awful hot. Not as bad other places, but it's it's as hot and it's relaxing. Um, getting ready. I'm actually going to a convention in Connecticut next week. I'm going to head up there my first time. Um, I'm sort of cleaning out my... Things I'm setting up actually at a, a toy show next month, so I'm trying to get all that stuff organized. So just a lot of little things and things like that. Now, sex toys? <laughs> <or regular toys>? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, you know, well, regular. Plastic, plastic fish? 
shit that Brian left when he moved. <laughs> oh, just some you know, old action. Butt, you know, gambit butt plugs and all that sick shit he used to have or what? No, just some action figures, you know, superhero toys, some sports toys, just things I just... Yeah. But when I would buy almost everything I saw, that was, you know, either Batman or Justice League yeah. and just... Isn't it amazing how that shit accumulates oh, over time? Yes. I mean, when I, when I, when it was like, when I finally had to sell, um, we had to finally clear out my mom's house because had, she had to move to a retirement community because, you know, she just couldn't live in the house by herself anymore. It just, it, it, it's like you turn around and it's like, Chicago Public Library in there. You got so much shit and so mm -hmm. much stuff you picked up over the years, and half of it you don't even remember why or how. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the fuck am I doing with with, with Hunchback and Notre Dame dolls and <laughs> shit like that? And, you know, Boba Fett cookie jars and fucking Jar Jar Beans and, you know, sick shit that people gave you. Or, mm -hmm. And then you just throw it in the corner. You yeah. throw it in the closet, you throw it upstairs. And then over the years you go, my God, I, I, well, what am I doing with all this shit? You know, back issues of People magazine. <laughs> My mother had fucking twenty years worth of TV guides. Oh man! You know, with BJ on the BJ and the Bear on the cover. And, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, Ma, what are you doing with all this shit? He's like, you didn't throw out my TV guides, did you? I'm like, Ma, they don't make TV guide anymore. All right, there is no more TV guide. I don't know what to tell you. The Jackie Gleason Variety Hour is not on TV anymore. You know, I love it. She had TV guys with fucking I Love Lucy on the cover. Well, nah. now, I mean, if, if, if you're serious about that kind of stuff, those are actually kind of pricey and collectible. Well, not the way she had them. Oh, we're oh. Not talking about, we're not talking about she she, kept, she bagged and boarded them. <laughs> we're talking about half of them she used for the fucking insulation in the side of the building. <laughs> you're like, mine. you got to throw some of this shit out because you, you got to a point where it was just... You know, I think old people, they just don't want to throw shit out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a fear that, you know, and not even that it's going to be worth something someday. You just want to throw it, they don't want to throw anything away. It's the children of the depression bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and then you're like, I'm not kidding. It's, it took me almost a year to clean that house out. Oh, wow. Well, you don't know what to do with it. You're like, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this stuff? You know, you don't want to throw it away, you know, out of respect. But yet you're like, ma, I don't have anywhere to put all this shit. Mm -hmm. I really don't. You know, my house with the kids and everything, I got no room, man. My life is not my own anymore. <laughs> uh, you think you're a jack-off. You should see what, I, what it's like over here. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Who knew that you have an, now an eight-year-old son? Uh, right? Yeah. I figure. <laughs> How the fuck am I still alive after eight years of this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like doing a stretch for armed robbery having an eight-year-old son. <laughs> eight years old, man. Go figure. So, am I going to see you at any shows in the future, or just the, just the local stuff? Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see anybody at Comic Con this year. Any of the Geekspeak guys? No. Well, we didn't make it out there. Oh, I, I did see a couple people um, took pictures with you. Actually, one of our listeners, uh, I think her name was Julie Benson, posted a photo of. Uh, she was like really excited to meet you at a Comic Con. Oh, very hot. Oh yeah. Very, Julie, <laughs> Julie, I would give, I didn't say anything to her in person, but I would give it to her very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. I mean, I'm, I'm there. And, I, and, and she couldn't tell because I wore, I was wearing a suit, but I had a boner. I had a boner when I was talking to her. And, she, and, if she, and if she's listening, I got like, like maybe eight out of ten would. 
you know, like in the hustler gauge of how they gauge porno movies. Very hot. Very, and I thought it was all bullshit. I thought maybe I owed her money from high school or was a student loan agent. Collect. So when she came and she said some shit about, the, about geek speak, I thought, what? Oh, my God. But, yeah, I guess she's a writer. Real, super, super nice. Mm-hmm. She's very talented. She was there with her sister. And, you know, I was hoping they wanted to make a sandwich, but they just wanted to say hi. And they, they said, hey. I figured I was too much of a greaseball. I said, you know, fuck this guy. He kept going. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. And have you, have you met her? Do you know her? No, no, no. She just uh, uh, posted a picture on our, our forums of, of you at Comic-Con and said some very nice oh, things. Okay. And it's like, well, that's, okay. that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, she's one of the six people that like me. So what the hell? You know, everybody else, they think you're just... Pretty much, you see, the problem with, with me is that pretty much I live up to everybody's expectations. They expect me to be this loud, gregarious, you know, greaseball, and that's pretty much what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when, they, when they meet me, it's, it's not like I turn out to be Otto Preminger or I'm, you know, I'm like F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm pretty much a jag-off that I sound like on the phone. So, but most of the fans are always super nice. Yeah. But uh, no, actually, I was going to say I, I actually made it out to C two E two, but I guess we we just sort of missed each other at, at the show. I know you weren't actually really set up there, but uh. no, I, you know the problem with C two E two for me was I've been I, I've been in between gigs so much now with my own stuff because I've been, you know, I've just been asked deep with with you know everything to do with Alex because we're. we're you know, 2016, the end of 2016, 2017 now, we're making, you know, big, huge changes with Alex Ross Art because we're going into, uh, we're doing, we're going to be doing licensing now because uh-huh. we, we're, we're, we just signed up huge licensing deal with Apple Records and with Warner Brothers and with Marvel. So we're going to be actually producing the lithographs and these your plays and the canvases and all that now starting in 2017. Oh, nice. So, that's the good news. The bad news is I'm trying to ride three horses with one ass. So I don't know where <laughs> I'm going to have all the time for this. But, you know, we just figured it's the time to do it. You know, Alex has been working for, you know, doing the, has been working with the, the licensors for the, you know, the canvas prints and the jaclays and the, the high-end stuff, mm-hmm. posters for Warner Brothers since back when they had the Warner Brothers stores, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And we just figured, you know what, there was a lot of cool stuff he really wanted to do over the years that just never came together for creative differences. And I just said, look, man, if, if we're going to do this, now's the time to do it. So, you know, Chris Roop has, has, has been my partner for a long time. He's going to help me out with it. And um, so we're, we're going into that, and that, that's the good news. The bad news is it's just like I, I just don't know when I'm going to have time to do anything. But, uh, you know, when you got a family and you got a mortgage and you got, you know, G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip and My Little Pony and all the rest <laughs> of the sick shit you got to pay for, you know, you turn around and you're just hemorrhaging, every, you know, there's, there's not enough left at the end of the day to do anything. So, I, well, you know, what the hell, Pants? I figure now's the time to do this stuff. So Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've seen Alex Ross. I mean, I've seen stuff. Uh, he's doing that stuff from the. You mentioned Apple, of course. I've seen these these Beatles things he did for Yellow Submarine yeah. and individual yeah. pictures, and of course yeah. the covers for Secret Wars and like the new Marvel, uh, the all new, all different Marvel covers. Yeah, yeah, he's been keeping busy, man. I mean, it's 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 good because I wanted to get him doing more. You know, he did a lot of the Golden Age stuff for the last few years, which you know. It was stuff that he wanted to do. It was stuff that he was fond of, but, you know, it wasn't, 
particularly what the, the fan base was asking for. So we the, the relationship with Marvel has been terrific. I mean, they could good. not be nicer. I That's mean, it's, good. It's like a honeymoon. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're letting him, you know, do whatever he wants, and everything has been, uh, you know, he's doing the Squadron Supreme covers now. He's doing the new Spidey covers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing, um, you know, Avengers. Uh, the new Avengers lineup and just going to be doing a ton more stuff um, in twenty, you know, 2017 and rounding out the year. So he's been really busy. But that with the Beatles stuff, we have a we have a, a, a Beatles portrait series coming out in um, probably right around the, the beginning of the year. And then we're going to be doing more stuff with, um, you know, we're, we're trying to negotiate some stuff with the Universal Marvels. I'm sorry, Universal Monsters licenses. Oh, you know, okay. Classic monster series. You know, a Wolfman and Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. It's just stuff that he really, really wants to do. You know, stuff we grew up with, the black and white movies, you know, mm-hmm. feature feature stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if anybody out there cares anymore about that stuff, but I know that, that you know, my generation was kind of that was it for that stuff. The window's kind of closing, but uh, he wants to do it, man. So I said, yeah, then, you know, I think it's a good idea for us to do it. So. Very good. Yeah, I, I saw you were, I think you were in Las Vegas for something with the, the Beatles. Was that like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing? Well, they, yeah, they have a like you, you know, when you get into licensing, it's just like a, it's a full-blown, you know, prison rape. You know, you got to get into it and you got to, <laughs> you, you, you know, there's a lot more paperwork and you got to do it. But, but the, you know, we met with the Apple uh, representatives, the guys from New York and the guys from London, because the Cirque du Soleil show at the Mirage is the is the only officially licensed Beatles store and Beatles show, mm-hmm. and it's it's embarrassingly smooth. I can't believe how cool the and a lot of times you know you people you have to say that at flip service, but man oh man the relationship with Apple has been so great in terms of how you know because Alex is a huge Beatles fan to begin with, mm-hmm. so it wasn't much of a stretch when it was, you know the opportunity came along to you know to work on the Beatles stuff. So it's it's been great, and we're gonna you know we're gonna unveil these these beetle portraits beetle portraits um, at the beginning of the year, and and so far they're they're just terrific. I mean it, it's a we're really really you know I mean to start to, to be able to go into licensing and to start at the top with the Beatles is just the coolest thing. I yeah, mean, they're like the gold standard you know for rock bands. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know, Pants. I mean, so am I. But you never know now. The generation is different. You know, you wonder, yeah. you know, how how much the world has changed since we were, you know, we were kids. Mm-hmm. You wonder, you know, how many people still follow the Beatles? You know, the, versus the radio isn't what it used to be. Right. You know, popular music isn't what it was. The business has changed <clears throat> dramatically. And I, and I'm like, I don't know. I know. Growing up, when I was a kid, the Beatles were God. Oh yeah, and and I just I don't know. I mean, I know comics. So <laughs> when we got involved with the, the licensing stuff with Apple, I wasn't sure, you know, what what it was going to be like out there, you know, because it's it's kind of the baby boomers that that followed, you know, that that kind of where the Beatles still kind of that generation was, you know, that was that was their music, that was their soundtrack. So I don't know. I mean, I want to believe that people are going to go nuts for it, but you know, we just got to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, well, I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like me with Thirsty and Hutch. <laughs> you know, you never know if anybody gives a shit about Buzzy Bear anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, everything old is new again. There's all kinds of resurgences for well, everything. It's cyclical. 
Yeah, well, you want to believe that, you know, pants. But when you go to cons and, and people start talking about old comics and they start talking about Spawn, and you're like, wait a minute, you know, that, that, <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah. that's not old comics. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Golden Age, I mean, the Silver Age stuff that, that we grew up, but you wonder how many people still care about that stuff. You know, where's the fall off? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, you want to you want to believe that people like the same shit that you do, but you never know until you actually get out there. Yeah, but there, everything is somebody's favorite. Um, you know, just finding old stuff is always coming back. I mean, I, I'm an old soul my, myself. I mean, I was born in '69, but I I love all that old stuff, and uh, I yeah. always try to pass it on to people, whoever I'm talking to, about hey, you know, check this out and yeah. Well, I, like I said, we're real excited about it, man. And Alex couldn't be more, couldn't be more into it. But, you know, sometimes that, I mean, that's a good thing because, you know, at least I told him, I said, look, man, you're at the point in your career where you should do what you enjoy and, and not worry about it so mm-hmm. much, about how it's going to be received. Because, you know, he could always, he still has a lot of common stuff in him that he wants to do, but it's also nice to diversify a little bit. You know, try mm-hmm. doing different stuff, try different things. Because, you know, you can only do so many, you know, Hawkeye getting cornhole, you know, so many times, and then you got to try and move, you know, pull in the top different. You know, when he did the Star Wars cover, he was very yes. excited about the Star Wars covers. But, you know, after five or six Star Wars covers, you just wonder how many, you know, he's like, I don't know how many Mortys I got in me. Mm. So, and then now, now I see they got Simone doing Star Wars, which. Oh, yeah? You know. Well, yeah, I guess he's filling in for Cassidy. Okay. Cassidy, I think, drinks too much, but, you know, he's <laughs> Irish, so that's going to happen. But, you know. I, I, you know, I've always, you know, I, I always worry about a lot of the Italian guys because they just—they're not as familiar with the characters, the American characters, as we are. Mm-hmm. So, especially Simone, because Simone, you know, he—he he hits the grappa a little bit too much with the limoncello, <laughs> and you wonder what Luke Skywalker is going to look like. He might look like Caruso. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be glad to hear that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't, I don't talk that much to Simone anymore. He's got, a, he's a family man now, and mm-hmm. you know, we we try to communicate online a little bit. But same with Buzz. I saw Buzz in San Diego. We hung out a little bit. But, yeah. You know, I don't know, man. It's strange. And as you get older, your friends, people move on, and yeah. you don't have the same kind of relationships anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, everybody. So, yeah, it's even tough with, you know, doing the show here, trying to get enough people together. But, you know, we're still friends. We still have a good time. But it's tough getting everybody together. Uh, so I have yeah. to go, go to them sometimes. Like, you know, I've been in a couple of contacts. I've seen Buzz. I actually saw Buzz a couple of weeks ago at a convention in New Jersey. Yeah. Buzz, Buzz is getting like that fucking rotor rooter now. He's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, we were talking about it. I mean, it's, I told, he said it's kicking his ass. It's a lot of travel. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I can't do as many shows as I used to because of the family. I right. used to do at least two a month, and I, I just I can't anymore because I got, you know, the kids are older now, and I'm like a taxi cab. I'm always picking somebody up and dropping somebody <laughs> off, uh-huh. and and they're not all, you know, they're not all conducive with with the shows that are worth it. I mean, Lord knows there's a show every weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, you 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 you, you got to be honest, pants. How many uh, there's shows? And I hear how great a lot of these shows are, you know, Boston and, and you know, Salt Lake and Denver and and all these shows that everybody's always tempered. But I'm like, yeah, uh, you making any money? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, ultimately, it has to come down to that when you're an exhibitor and you're doing a lot of traveling right. and you're spending a lot of your own dough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, 
I'm not these artists that are getting everything picked up. You know, they're getting the, the, their expenses picked up. So I, I, I like to try out new shows. I like to, you know, to give things a chance and see how it works. But, you know, not all these shows are worth doing because you got a lot of money going out the door with uh, the signatures and the, the, the three hillbillies from Walking Dead, you know, charging <laughs> yeah. $100 for some asshole with a crossbow. So you never know... <laughs> The average guy that goes to a con, how much money do they have? And after they pay for Tootie, you know, or, or they pay from, you know, from the, the broad from what's happening, <laughs> you, you, you pay $50 for her ad, you know, for her autograph, you know, or, you know, the guy from Romper Room, how much money do they got left yeah. to buy, you know, fucking back issues and Devil Dinosaur? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I know a lot of, a lot of guys in artists are, are complaining. They're saying, you know, listen, it was a great show, it was crowded, but they didn't make any money. Yeah. So... You know, and you hear them online crying about it, and it's like, it's real simple, man. Every show is not worth doing. Right. You know, there's some shows that are worth checking it out, and then there are other shows worth setting up, and then there are other shows where it's like, there's just just too much competition. How the fuck are you going to make money when you got Carrie Fisher, you know, or the broad from, you know, from Silver Streak, <laughs> you know, showing her tits and, you know, charging $50. <laughs> You know, yeah. The broad or is it silver spoons? Yeah, the broad oh, silver spoons. Oh, yeah, Aaron Gray. Yeah, Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray's still very hot. Oh my goodness, and yes. I, I saw her at a con and I said, Jesus Christ, look at this. Well, she's yeah. she's actually represents a lot of those celebrities. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, you know, I saw I was talking with Sam Jones at uh at Comic Con. You know, uh Flash Gordon. You know, um Flash Gordon. Oh, nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Super nice and and he still does the shows, and he still keeps his day job. And he was in Ted, I guess, and Ted Two, and mm-hmm. you know he keeps himself busy. Still looks good, and uh, but but you know, it, other than that, Comic Con was the same old Comic Con, man. It was a great year. It was, it was a great turnout. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the coverage of it. I I don't get to see shit when I'm there. Yeah, but I know because you're in eye of the storm. Well, I hear about all the cool shit. I saw what was going on with at the Warner Brothers booth with the, the guys from from uh, Justice League or whatever. You know, I saw the brother that's playing uh, oh, Israeli what? brother that's playing Wonder Woman, right? And was the other one, the Lois Lane broad. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like I said, I, I, it seems like it's. I mean, I see in the trailers, everything looks cool. You want it all to do well, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've heard good, even with Ant-Man, I've heard good things about Ant-Man. Now, with the Alex Ross booth, are you still across Marvel booth at Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah, but they had a real low profile this year. They didn't do oh, a yeah? lot. They did a little bit of promoting with with Ant-Man through Marvel Films, but they didn't have a lot of uh, cast there. They had some creators, but for the most part, they kind of played a low profile this year because they didn't really have a lot to promote. They didn't have a lot to pimp because Avengers had already, you know, come and gone. Mm-hmm. And last year they did the big thing with the Avengers cast. And um, so, no, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was crowded. It was business as usual. They had, they had some celebrities, although I'm old, <laughs> you know, pants. I don't know who, I don't know who the hell these people are. I mean, when some asshole goes up there from, you know, the facts of life or something, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that is. I mean, well, I, I, I have no idea. There's so many cable shows now. That you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I, Game of Thrones. I have no clue. Oh I have, boy, you know, I, I have not. I have not watched one episode. People look at me like I'm crazy. 
And, and I know the, I know the, the midget. I know the small guy. That's all I know. <laughs> and I know the brother that shows up with her tits hanging out once in a while. I, other than that, I know nothing. I, I mean, I don't even pretend to know anything. Walking Dead, sure. But then you see the guys that are started, and they all got English accents and pisses me off. Because I think, why the fuck don't they hire Americans to play American hillbillies? Right. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> why, we, we got to go to the U.K. to get guys to play hillbillies. Like, we don't have any assholes in Alabama that are out of work. But you can't just say, hey, why not? And now I guess they got the new one coming out where they're in L.A. Yeah. Or, right? Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, I believe. Fear the Walking Yeah, they had a big thing there. And it looked good, you know. It's, it's, I'm sure it'll be crazy successful, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much longer the zombie thing's got. Yeah. But being right across from the Marvel booth didn't have anything for their all-new, all... I mean, they're, they're redoing their whole universe. Didn't have anything for the comics there at all? No, not a lot. I mean, they promoted... I mean, they had the Secret War stuff. They did mm-hmm. a lot, and I'm sure they'll do a lot in New York in October. That's true, right. But uh, I saw a little bit, and I saw some creators they had there, and they had, you know, the promotion of shit where they were, you know, throwing T-shirts and keychains and all that, and, <laughs> And, you know, the assholes are jumping up and down like they're going to get laid, you know, for, for a 50-cent keychain. <laughs> and, uh, but other than that, no, there really wasn't, there wasn't anything, you know, out of the ordinary that really created too much of a shitstorm. The, 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 the Justice League cast really created a shitstorm. Oh, yeah. They tried to bring them, they tried to bring them down on the floor to sign for like an, a half an hour or whatever it was, and, and it, it was just a big publicity stunt. But it worked. I mean, they got they got all the press they wanted, and uh, you know. But it turned it turned the you know the the cons floor into a madhouse. And uh, but other than that, man, it's it's. I guess they resigned. I guess they're good till twenty eighteen. Right. You know they're going to stay in San Diego until they 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 you know claim they're going to move to Las Vegas again, or I don't know, they're going to go to Toledo, or they claim they're going to move it to. <laughs> And in the end, it's like, they're not going anywhere. It's a perfect storm, yep. you know, at San Diego. Why the fuck would you want to leave San Diego? Oh, you know? yeah. It's like having a, a girlfriend that constantly wants you to, you know, constantly brings women home. <laughs> you go, I don't know, honey, I'm tired of this. You know, I don't want that. <laughs> uh, stop bringing home these hot broths, will you? Please, leave me alone. <laughs> you know? I, want to, I want to go to Toledo and, and, you know, sweat it out because there's not enough hotel rooms. <laughs> I, always, I always love the I always love the bullshit rationale on why they're moving. Yeah, there's not enough hotel. It's like guys, there's nothing but hotels in San Diego. Uh-huh. Honest to God, I don't know where I don't know where. You know, yeah, if you try to get a room in June, you know, there's no hotel. <laughs> yeah. You know, people bitch, oh, I can't get a hotel, and it's like, yeah, I know the lottery system and all that bullshit, you know, but it's 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 Comic Con, man, and that's how it is. It's going to always be a shit storm, and that's why it's not. You know, uh, what, the, the show in Rosemont, you know, what Wizard turned into. Wizard turned into a pig fuck, <laughs> you know, where it's just, it's three assholes selling sticks belt buckles. You know, that's all it is now. You know, the only thing missing is sawdust on the floor, you know, at, at the show at Rosemont. I swear to God, I took my son a couple of years ago, and it was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. I swear oh, to God. Man. I don't know what happened to it. It used to be such a great show. Yeah, yeah. And they let that show, that wizard show, just go to shit. I mean, it used to be, you know, the, for years that was a great show. You know, and it's just, it's amazing what it's turned into. Yeah, I mean, but, they may as well be selling fucking Tupperware, that show. 
But I mean, uh, there, there are always going to be crowds there. It's you know whether it's celebrities well, or whatever. Well, what would define a crowd? Well, I mean, you know, they, they like to they like to they've always been saying that skewing their numbers, saying there's sixty thousand people. At, well, there's sixty thousand yeah. people that are like I like I'm 150 pounds. <laughs> I mean, there's there, there's no fucking sixty thousand people there. <laughs> and in the end, the problem with the the problem with you know with the show isn't just. See, because I have no, I have no bone to pick with Wizard. It's just that the the problem with the, the Wizard show is they promote it as a regular Wizard show, but yet you go there and it's just, it's mostly it's predominantly signatures, it's predominantly movie stars that are selling their autograph, and then there's there's no publishers anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no real exhibitors anymore. There's not even guys selling you know with the quarter boxes, you know, with the long boxes anymore. Those guys even pulled out. Yeah. Because there's just there's just no money in it anymore, and they, but yet they still hit you up, you know, for for the they they still promote it and advertise it as the same show, and then you get there and you realize this isn't the same show that we went to. I mean, there's the same ten Beatles that go for cosplay, because uh-huh. they want to see some Bruce Bush dressed up as Miss Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but you know, at some point you got to say, hey guys, there's just nothing going on here with this show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they don't ask me, so what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but at least, you know, at Comic-Con, you get to see so many people you might not see uh, at other uh, shows. But if, then, of course, you see guys like Tizzer with you all the time. <laughs> it's all the pictures of you and Tiz smiling yeah, and everything, yeah. all dressed yeah, in suits right. and ties. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Tiz, uh, uh, yeah, I love Tiz, but, you know, there is no big, let me say this in all truth, but, there is no bigger selfie whore on the planet than Tiziano. I swear to God. Every time I turn around, he's taking a picture of himself smoking a cigarette, caught a fart, standing in the corner, playing with himself. I mean, I go, Tiz, where are you going with all these? He takes more selfies than like three teenage girls. I swear to God. But you know, he 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 you know he handled you know the the Sienkiewicz booth you know this year mm-hmm. with flying colors. He did a great job. You know. Uh, it, it still run a little bit like a lemonade stand where people write shit down on paper instead of doing actual real documentation. But you know, we're moving in that direction. Uh-huh. We're, moving, we're moving towards 18th century technology at this point. But we're going to use a fucking abacus next time, I swear. But you know, uh, it worked out great. The cabbage was terrific as always. Tiz did a great job. He brought. We brought a friend with him, uh, Lauren, who was terrific. Um, she 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 was just like I guess you know he, he met her at Dallas where they're doing the Dallas show, and we invited her out to work with us. And, oh, she was fantastic! And you know the girls that worked for me this year, Carrie and Lexi, you know, and and, and it just didn't work. I I couldn't be I couldn't be luckier with the people I got working with now, you know, and Maddie and Roop and. You know, Justin, the, the, the hillbilly <laughs> undertakers. <laughs> yeah. They look like hillbilly undertakers. <laughs> and, and it was, I mean, no, the, the thing about times, and you know this, Pants, is that no news is good news. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no drama. There's no three-finger McGillas. There's no fucking glory holes. <laughs> you know, there's no Roman helmets. You know, grumpy bunchkins and shit. I, I'm too old for that shit. So <laughs> You know, throwing furniture out windows <laughs> and, you know, three-finger McGillas <laughs> and all that sick shit that goes on, the Cincinnati bow ties and the Benoit balls. I got no time for it anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, 
I want things nice and quiet. I want things to just, you go, you just shut up, you get raped, and then you go home. <laughs> that, that, that's all I want out of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and too, too often, too many years, whether it was my asshole nephews or Jesse or one of these other guys, you know, uh, up to some bullshit, you know, where they raise your blood pressure that you just go walk, you walk around and you go, what am I doing? I, I must be out of my fucking mind. <laughs> I can't take this shit anymore. So the best thing I ever did was just get, you know, these three girls or three college girls, and they're, they're terrific. That's good. You know, and, and, and it's like no drama. No fucking drama. Because I'm, I'm too old. <laughs> and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and I can't walk around and play Bob Guccione with the robe on and the pipe and the slippers. I just can't. <laughs> you know? It's like, who, who's, got, who's got time for that shit? You know, you want to rock around and play Buster Hyman. I can't do it. I just can't. I don't, I don't, I don't have it in me anymore. I just, I don't. You know, with Simone, with the porno movies, and Jesse, with the medical marijuana. Who the fuck's got time for You know? They go to Comic-Con too often, and it's, it's like the Boy Scout Jamboree on the Flintstone, where they're, where they're singing in different languages. Who, who's got time for that? You know, I'm trying to get out. Of, I'm trying to get out of there in one piece, and you know, every time I turn around, there's some asshole calling me, or somebody did something, or somebody, you know, got a toe in their ass, or somebody shit in the jacuzzi, or, or you know, it, it's always some bullshit. You know, someone someone got someone got stopped through security at the airport with a cock ring on, or you know. <laughs> Somebody got waxed on their ass and got burnt, and they call me at, at three in the morning. And I, ju- I just don't have the fucking time. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want, I want to get in and out, and I want things nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and good. Too often, there's just been way too much Daisy Chain action going on at that time. You know, and I'm not mentioning any names. That's no, that's fine. No, Tiziano. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That's right. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, I see him all the time now. I, I saw him at uh, in Heroes Con, North Carolina, uh, like uh, back in June. Traveling for uh, doing yeah, the fan I, expo I, thing. I, I mean, I know he's. I know he's. His role with fan expo, as they said, is expanded. Yeah. And and they're good people, man. They run Dallas. They got Dallas now. And um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll turn it into a great show. And I met um, some of the people that you know he's working with. I met some of them at the uh, because I I don't I know Amon still works you know with them, but I think he uh, he sells the show to a company kind of like Reed, mm-hmm. I guess, the Fan Expo right. show, and and the one in Vancouver, and then I guess they got the one in Dallas, and and they're nice people, man. And and they'll they'll do a great job. I'm sure that that Toronto show is still tops. Oh yeah. I don't I don't know if I can make it this year. I just got you know, way too much shit going on with the family and with the business. But uh, that was that's always been one of my favorite shows. It never disappoints. And Dallas, that's another one I'd love to do. I just don't have the time. Vancouver, I went to a few years ago. It's terrific. All the Canadian shows, man, mm-hmm. are are terrific. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, Calgary, I went to a couple of years ago, and it was great. And I've heard it's gotten even bigger, you know, since I stopped going. Um, Jim, he sold a, a, a Seattle show to Reed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and which kind of surprised me because I know that that show was his baby. But 
that's that's another great show. Oh, yeah. I heard that show only got bigger. Yeah. You know, the Seattle show. You know, after that, I don't know. I heard things about good things about Boston last weekend. Um, Buzz told me he went to Denver and he really liked it. Of course, probably the medical marijuana had something to do with it. But um, New York is always New York. Yeah. But, but you know, you get your ass kicked in New York, man. It's a it's a heavy duty show, man. You gotta you really gotta be ready. You know, to, to, to have your you know your nuts dragging on the ground after that show. That, that one. That's 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 the eight hundred pound gorilla yeah. in that New York show. Are you going to New York this year in any capacity at all? Yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I set up for about twelve years in New York and then I stopped doing it because uh we just had a lot of clients that the problem with New York was it just got a little bit too successful mm-hmm. and it got really crowded and but but in a bad way. You know, they people were complaining they couldn't get in, mm-hmm. they couldn't get in fast enough, it was too crowded, I had to go shit in a toll lot. That's right. Um we couldn't get in. I mean, you know, it's good problems to have. Right. It's it's half the size of, of Comic-Con with just as many people. Mm-hmm. So I had clients saying, man, you know, what's I don't want to go because, you know, it's too crowded and I can't get in. So I go and I meet with a lot of clients, um, you know, one-on-one, and I have a chance to sit with them and, and talk and go out to dinner and, and meet people. Because at Comic-Con, it's like an airport, man. Yeah. You, can, you know how it is. You can't really talk with anybody because everybody's so busy. And you know you're like you're like the midget at the orgy. You know you just got to keep your hat off and hope you know someone doesn't put you know stick their dick in your ear. You know you got to try to you got to you got to try to try to keep it together. And and I just go and I meet with clients and I get just as much done. Yeah, just as much money. I mean it's not cheap. Interested. Right. Right. Expensive show. And so I go in and meet with people. And uh, it works out great. Good time of the year. Football season just starts. They usually come back, and then pants don't fit anymore. <laughs> you know, they got either hot pastrami and all that craziness. And then there's Luca. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just you know, that's all the way in. You do Luca. Yeah. You know, that that's standing the Vaseline right there. <laughs> hey, there's no halfway about Luca. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> Last year we thought it was bad, and then last year just topped everything that we've ever seen. I mean, I'd never pants. I'd never seen anything that crazy in all my life. Wow! I mean, it was there, there's 450 thousand people last year. Was, oh my God! Oh, was, that's it right. Was, it, was, it was. Yeah, I mean, the first couple of days. First couple of days, you know, uh, you know, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, it's like okay, it's a good vibe. You can tell it's crowded. It's a it's a crazy successful show. And, but then on the weekend, forget it, man. Saturday and Sunday. It was like the Indy 500. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't walk. You, you know, I mean, the, the the crowd shots. It was it was it was it was just. You walk out the tent and you turn around and you go right back in because you just you couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. There's just too many people. I mean, I haven't seen that many grease balls since like Mussolini. I think it now. It was unfucking believable. And it was great. But then you know, it, it's funny because the next day. You know, Sunday night, back to normal. But mm-hmm. the, the, the amazing thing about Comic-Con, all of them now, is they've become such a, a huge part of our culture, you know, with the media coverage and, and, you know, pop culture, that so many people go down just to see what's going on. Right, you know, they right. They don't even have tickets. That's, that's right. What you got at, that's what you got at San Diego 
Well, you got 20,000 people down in the gas tank that just come down just to people watch. Yeah. You know, just to see what all the coverage is about and all the craziness about it, you know. And then, and then, or to see the cosplay. Yeah. You know, to see, uh, you know. And it's the same way at, at Luca. You have, you had a shitload of people. Only half of them had tickets. The other half were just walking around going, hey, you know, where, where can I buy a loaf of bread and some salami? That was it. <laughs> Did anybody see my Caruso records? That was all they were, you know, that was it. Well, now, you, you, you mentioned uh, football. How are the Bears going to look this year? I don't know, man. Hey, we got a new coach. We got a new everything now. Yeah. We got that John Fox guy, you know, from Denver. And uh, you know how it is when you got new coaches. But then again, we were we were horrible the last couple of years anyway. Mm. We had this, this other asshole we brought in from Canada. So you know what that tells you. <laughs> you know. And and this, this guy fuck up a two-car funeral. I mean, completely, you know. Distrustment, this guy we had, and oh yeah, and they were just they were just really really bad, man. I mean, they're just I mean, they're defensively bad. Couldn't couldn't throw the ball, couldn't run the ball, couldn't do shit. And so I don't know. In the end, it's, it's forget about the Super Bowl, man. It's just it's just about the division. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to worry about you know beating those assholes from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and after we get we get past those assholes, then we got to worry about you know the rest of the NFC, but. There's a lot of other teams, fans. They're in the same boat we are. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit teams out there. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping that it, I think it's a rebuilding. So you know, a rebuilding is it takes a couple of years. Yeah. You know. But uh, now, now you're what Eagles, right? Yeah, <laughs> we got uh, Chip. Well, you guys got about 17 quarterbacks. <laughs> don't you? Isn't that the yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems like that. It's like, oh my god, because we got we even got Tim Tebow now. Is that guy back? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was selling storm with that. <laughs> what the fuck did you do with him? I I, I don't know. Tebow. Yeah, Jeez. I thought he was working on that book at Image. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just I I, I can't no, get too. Got in... a good coach. I like Chip Kelly. Yeah, man. I think it's. You know, you, you love him or you hate him, but you got to like at least, the, you know, the aggressiveness of what he's doing, you know, the innovative kind of approach. But, you know, he's only going to get so much so much slack in Philly before they run his ass out of town. They're not very forgiving over there. Yeah. I mean, it's his third season, and uh haven't won a playoff game yet, so they're trying to get over that hump. Playoff game? <laughs> Shit. We're trying <laughs> We're just trying to get in that. We gave up 50 points three times last year. Oh, my God. That's right. I mean, yeah, they look like fucking Sun High School. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, 50 points. You know what it takes to give up 50 points? you got to work real hard to give up 50 points. <laughs> you really do. I mean, it's like a team made up of fucking Canadians at this point. I mean, that's how bad it was. I mean, 50 We got our ass just thoroughly handed to us last year. Yeah. And they, they I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see because... You know, when a new guy takes over, there's still a lot of guys he wants to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, I'm sure most of that team he wants to get rid of. But, you know, there's some contracts we got to eat, like Cutler, different guys that are under long-term deals. And you can't just send them packing, you know, unless you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I think as long as we're competitive and we're not, I mean, we can't be any worse than we were last year. Man. <laughs> I, sure. I mean, you, you, you fucking turned it off. 
You got up to take a piss, you came back, went down 24 to nothing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I, it was like watching fucking water polo was so bad. And it's a bear town. I mean, regardless of what you hear with the Bulls and the Blackhawks and all that bullshit, I mean, it's a football town. Mm-hmm. So we, the, the city the city comes and goes by the Bears. And when they're bad, then, you know, you know it's like the city. They, they, they're like in the air in Philly, man. They live and die with football. Yeah. But the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup again this year. Blackhawks won, yeah. Go figure. And then, like, like the last time, as soon as they, the season's over, we got to get rid of half the team. Yeah. You know, because of salary cap shit. So, yeah, and I was, I'm, a, I'm a big hockey guy, so it was exciting. It was a great run. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, like, again, we, gotta, we finally got a good organization. The guys that own the team are running it the right way. Because for a lot of years, man, it was, it was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's exciting. It's good for the city. I mean, I see a lot of assholes jumping on a bandwagon. Uh-huh. You know, when, you, when you see Mexican guys jumping up and down, go hawks, you know something's going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, when you, everybody jumps on a bandwagon all of a sudden with the hawks. And, I, and I, it killed me when I saw the, you see like the, the, the parade. And you see assholes down there that have no idea what hockey is, none <laughs> whatsoever. But they're just like, yeah, go for the black hockey. Yeah, okay. That's great. They don't even fucking have ice where half you assholes live. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're talking yeah. about, you're talking about Cole Hawks. Now, did you go into the games? But, yeah, you know, I used to have season tickets. Uh, and then I, when I got married, I gave them up because my wife could give a shit about hockey. And, you know, I wound up you know, giving most of them away because I couldn't find anybody to go. And then uh, now my son, I took him to a couple of games. But, you know, he's at that age where they're more interested in the in the, uh, the souvenirs uh-huh. than the actual game. Right. You, know, so you spend most of the game in the fucking gift shop buying stuff. And you're like, guys, there's a game going on. Yeah. And when I go with my wife, she gets up to take a leak and comes back in the third period. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, where, you know, I may as well watch it on TV because nobody wants to go. So it's 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 you know it's it's I would like I really would go more if my kid was into it, mm-hmm. but I think he's still at the age where I don't know how into it he is. You know, he says he's into it, but I think you know it's it's hard to get you know it's at at his age you know the attention span is like you know like Tiziano, <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> Well, no. What about you, man? Now, I didn't know you were a sports guy. Are you or not really? Well, I, I used to be really big into it. And I, I sort of come and go with it. Um, you know, I, I used to be a huge baseball fan, but actually, back when they canceled the World Series in 1994, I sort of fell off the uh, uh, baseball um, love train at that point. I still catch a couple games every now and then, but uh, I enjoy watching football. I'm not rabid about it. Uh, I like to see the Eagles do well, but I, I don't live or die with the Eagles. But uh, and you know, hockey I can enjoy. I'm not really into basketball, but uh... yeah, and, and, the, and the Phillies haven't been doing it so high, right? Well, oh, Phillies like the worst team in baseball, I think. <laughs> and they had a yeah, fire sale had, recently. They got rid of got rid of a good run there. Didn't you have a good run yeah. for a while? Yeah, bad. Two thousand, of course, won the series in two thousand eight, and then went back in two thousand nine, lost to the Yankee Yankees. But then they've sort of been going down since then. And they have a lot of guys who are just getting long in the tooth, and you know, not getting the New players to replace them, so it's it's been a really bad year this year. 
I don't know, man. I don't feel sorry for you guys. You guys got to, I mean, it's a crazy sports town. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, it's a lot like Chicago, man. It's a rabid sports town. I mean, you know, it's like I remember when the Hawks played the Flyers in the finals. It's like yeah. insane. But you didn't dare, you know, go to a spectrum with a Hawks jersey on. You come out of there and I'll hand you your ass. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's always been known as, you know, crazy sports town. Now, are you a Cubs or a White Sox fan for baseball? Oh, no, there's nothing on the south side. There's, there's, there's no such thing. There's nothing but toothless plumbers on the south side, so it's Cubs. <laughs> the, White, the White Sox, that doesn't exist. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's like, that's, like, that's like asking you about the Giants, you know, when you're in Philadelphia. Right. Okay. It's, it doesn't happen. But people, and, I, and the irony of it is I live on the south side now because I live in Oak Park. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, it's the hardest thing because there's nothing but these asshole White Sox fans out there. And, uh, but, you know, I, I grew up on the north side, and I grew up with the National League is what it was. Okay. You know, when you grow up with the National League, you just never really follow. Yeah, yeah. American League. But then, grow on, yeah, but then as you got older, you know, then they started the Crosstown Classic and all that bullshit, and, you know, every time... You know they had, uh, you know they had parole, parolee day. You know at Comiskey Park <laughs> for anybody who came with the, you know, with the, you, if you came in with your ward officer, you got a half price ticket. <laughs> you know, you know, but but or you, can't, you know they had, you know it, it was one of those situations where yeah you grow up in the city and it's just it's a it's a straight it's a straight barrier down the line in terms of Cubs or Sox. Mm. There's no in the middle. I just, I never really got into the American League. Yeah, me neither. I just, I, I just can't stand the DH. I want to see pitchers hit. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. I just... Well, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what the White says because even the regular players don't hit. So <laughs> pitchers, hitters, nobody gives a shit. And then they, that, you know, in that, that ballpark they got over there. But you know, the thing about the White Sox is even even when the White Sox are winning. The White Sox always got a bullshit excuse about why they don't go to the game. White Sox fans. There's mm. always some bullshit. Oh, it's the traffic. Oh, it's the time of day. Oh, it's, you know, and it's like they never, you know, and I mean, even when they were winning, you know, even when they were making a run, there's still the attendance was in the toilet. So it just amazes me what, hip- what colossal hypocrites they are when it comes <laughs> to the White Sox. Always some bullshit. They're famous for their excuses about why they don't go to the game. You know why? You never can sell out of Comiskey. Saturday night, gorgeous night. They'll be playing the Yankees. Two thirds New York fans in there at Comiskey. Mm-hmm. You know that's why everybody travels well when they go to Comiskey Park. You know whether it's the Orioles or the Red Sox, because nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, but then they got that announcer, Hawk Harrelson. Oh the- my goodness! I know a little bit about him. Yeah. He's like 200-year-old hillbilly, you know, and still doesn't know what he's talking about. And the game is unwatchable when Hawk Harrelson calls a game. It's, it's absolutely unwatchable. With his bullshit expressions and his half-ass, you know, his logic about this or that, and he thinks he's some kind of a physicist. You're just like, man, I can't take this shit. You can't even watch the game. But, you know, then the other side of town, we got the Cubs. But the Cubs, it's, it's you know, the youth movement. They're going with these young guys. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, if they're competitive, finally. I mean, they've been rebuilding, but you really got to lose 100 games to rebuild, <laughs> you know, which, which is what they've been doing the last couple of years. They lost fucking 100 games. 
and um, it's like watching you know triple A. I I just for the life of me, Pants, I still can't understand why of all the jagoffs you had over there, you know, working with you on this show, how there, how none of them, you know, are around anymore. What, what, what's wrong with you, fucking guys? <laughs> I mean, what happened? Let's start at the beginning. Let's, let's see. You, you don't have to worry about hurting your feelings. You don't have to hurt their feelings. I'll hurt their feelings. Okay. And it's, and it's not. And it's not that I don't love you. Uh huh. Because two thirds of it. See, here's the problem. And you, you don't have to admit this, but I know it. Because believe me, I've been on enough times to tell when there's quiet people in the room. I know. I don't know a lot of things, but I know when people don't like me. And I know that two thirds of those assholes never liked me. No, they, they were. They were too fucking highbrow. You know, they thought they were, they were, they were Robert, you know, they were Robert Morrow where they were doing like CNN reports, you know, for 60 minutes and they were curing cancer and they were, they were rescuing children in Cambodia and they don't want to fucking talk to me. So half the time there was this silence of, oh God, he's so uncouth. You know, that kind of shit. Like we're supposed to be talking about, you know, like this is national public radio and we're supposed to be talking about, you know, the situation in the Middle East shit like that but what happened to the Puerto Rican guy <laughs> well he's he's down in Philadelphia and don't, and don't give me any bullshit really okay happened? well he's, he's down in Philadelphia he's, he's got a girlfriend now okay um, what's he, the guy's name <laughs> nice one uh, um, you know, he's, he still reads comics, still in the comics, doesn't go to many shows. Um, yeah. So what is he? He, he, he thinks he's, he's fucking he's George M. Cohen now? <laughs> he doesn't have time to drink. He can't fucking call. He can't call, once in a while call in. Hey, how are you? How you been? What's going on? Uh, you know, every, every now and then we get, you know, I hear from him and uh, when he's got something to say. Oh, well, thank you. He's <laughs> fucking doing us a favor. <laughs> you know. Now, what about that other guy, the skinny fucking guy? Whatever happened to him? The guy, the guy who was, like, playing Bob Beal all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that, of course. That's... Supposed to and the last time I saw him, he always fucked up earrings on and all this shit. What happened to this guy? <laughs> yeah, he, that's Brian. He's, he's still... Yeah, he, yeah. He's in fucking, he, he looks like one of those Samoan guys from, like, the Bounty, where he's got the, the ear with the holes and the bullshit and, you know, making his own tattoos and fucking wood and coconuts. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he's... What's wrong with this fucking guy? I don't, I don't know if anything's wrong with him at all. He's just, you know, doing There's his own... There's nothing wrong with him. I'll say it. There's something wrong with him. Listen, let me tell you something. Anybody that, that overdoes it with these fucking tattoos, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> these piercings in these tattoos, it's a sign of a deeper fucking problem. There's something wrong with these tattoos. It's like guys that like to stick shut up their ass when it's when there's something wrong. Oh, it's just natural. No, it's not. There's something wrong with him. You know, when guys put a plastic fist in their ass or something, it's not good. Now, if you're one of the guys that works for me, then it's, what are you going to do? But I mean, it's these other fucking guys that I'm talking about. All of a sudden, they fell off, and they don't want to talk anymore. What about the other fucking guy? The guy that had like 16 kids. <laughs> well, of course, you know, Shane, you know, he's got his two boys, Shane. and they're, they're the doing. Always, he's always tan. Every time I saw him, he was fucking like tan mom. You know, there's something wrong with him. He had that unnatural brown face every time I saw him. Like, there's something the matter with him. <laughs> well, you know, he's you know he takes care of his kids and go to there in a lot of sports. You know, soccer, baseball, basketball. How many kids has he got? Where all of a sudden he's father Flanagan? He doesn't have time to call anymore. <laughs> he's he's, he's That's got more bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Nick, I'm, he's actually going to send you a nice message of why he couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he's doing me a fucking favor. Tell him to save the message and show up. Now, what about the other guy? The guy, the, the, the one guy that walked around like he was Hal from 2001. The fucking blonde guy that had the haircut like Donald Trump who never talked. That's Adam. That's Adam. Well, he looks like he had a hat on that was hair. <laughs> he, he's he, for the summer. He's down at Stone Harper with his family's business, so he had you know has he's to down work. Down at what? He's down at getting stone. No, he's, <laughs> he's down in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. They have a business okay. down there. <laughs> There you go. Okay, it sounds like the fucking knee slapping good time. <laughs> what, what are they going out to the corner when the new magazines come in? Is that the, is that the highlight of the summer? Or are they go down and they go down, they go down and watch fucking paint dry? What do, you, what do you do in New Jersey? There's nothing in New Jersey. It's a chemical waste. That's it. There's nothing there. But three-legged frogs and a couple of Puerto Ricans that couldn't get jobs in New York. They go to New Same thing. He doesn't have time to come on and talk about Jar <laughs> Bing and about you know why Hawkeye is this and why Ms. Marvel is cornhole by Calabac. How come? What, I'm not important enough. <laughs> I wish I could answer for you, Sal. I, I wanted more people here. I'm happy to talk to you, but I don't. No, 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 no. Listen, I, no, no. Don't take it as a slight because uh, let me tell you something. Uh, of of all, it, it, it's like I figured, you're the only responsible fucking guy out of the whole group. They're all jagged. And when I see him, I'm going to tell them all. Every single fucking one of them. And then what about the other guy? There was, there was always another guy who was there quiet and won't cover his mouth when he laughs and that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, we got so many people here. We, act, we actually well, added... Was, no, no, the, the guy that was on last time. There was, there was a guy who was on last time. Not the guy with the ten kids. Not the guy that fucking lives in chemical waste. Not the Puerto Rican, not the Tahitian guy. It was another guy. There's only so many people we have here. We've got, we've got Chris. We've got Matt. We've got Kevin. We Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt. Which guy's Matt? Oh, Matt's Matt's the uh, the uh, the private investigator. The guy that was the, the he was the carpenter, right? No, the blind guy, no, guy. Who's the carpenter? Oh, oh Kevin's the carpenter. Yes, Kevin's well the yes, Kevin's the handyman, if you will. Okay, and then, and then who's the guy who is the private investigator? Did I ever meet this guy? That's Matt. Oh, I'm sure you met Matt at some point. You've, you've been to our show here a couple of times. I'm sure you've met him. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's the guy I'm thinking of. I can't remember. <laughs> so just, just like I said, there's so many assholes that when they come on the show, I can hear them in the background, like, popping, making popcorn <laughs> and, like, you know, trimming their toenails. And, uh, you know, they're, they're in the back watching fucking Backdoor Bonanza. <laughs> Or some sick shit like that. And no one's got time to talk to me. And now that I'm coming on, because it's like, you know, because it's like, what? You and I don't have anything else to do? Yeah. I mean, I'm a busy guy, but you know what? I make time for you guys. Yeah. These other assholes, all of a sudden, you know, you turn around and they think they're fucking, they're, they're barons of industry. You know, they've got their feet up on a desk with a cigar, and they're all fat cats selling stock, and they're like running fucking third world countries. I mean, I've seen pictures of these jagoffs, all right? They're not busy. Trust me. Right now, I guarantee if you were like, if you were to sneak in on any one of them, I guarantee you they're in a fucking stall somewhere playing with them. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind that they're watching reruns of the Partridge Family or one of them, you know, at 7-Eleven trying to figure out how to fucking get out the door with a Slurpee under his arm or the other Jagoffs in the back of an El Camino fucking playing finger banging Susie Rotten Crotch or some sick shit like that. 
but they don't have time to talk to me. Okay, my feelings are, I want you to tell them this for me. Okay. My feelings are hurt. He said, go fuck yourself. That's what you want to tell them. Okay. I, I will, I'm going to see actually most of them in a couple of weeks down in Stone yeah. Harbor, and I'll make sure I play this for them. And yes. Sal said you guys are all jagoffs, and they're all on my shit list, every single one of them. They're all on the list. And if the Nazis invaded tomorrow and I had to point people out, they would be the first ones I pointed out. I go, start with these jagoffs right here. I'm too busy, I'm too this, I'm a choreographer, I'm a banker, I'm a It sounds like they sound like the village people. I'm an Indian chief, I'm a fucking private investigator, I wear a fucking helmet for, with hair on it. You know, it, it's all the same bullshit. All the same bullshit. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I hear you, Sal. I mean, you know, sometimes it's tough for us all to get together. Hell, I even miss a couple of shows. Don't you know? give me any of that shit. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing about it is we're all busy. We all got lives. But this is important. What's more important <clears throat> than sitting around, you know, chewing the shit with your friends? Exactly. Breaking each other's balls. You know, when you look back at your life, you're never going to say, oh, I wish I worked more, or I wish I would have fucking, you know, you're going to say, I wish I would have hung out and had a good time with my friends and shot the shit more. You know, I mean, that that's the point. That's true. That I'm trying to make. You know, I mean, you know, I understand after Jamie went, it kind of took the, the wind, you know, knocked the wind out of everybody's yeah. sails. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I get that. But, you know, we got to move forward. If for no other reason than, you know, that's what that's what Jamie was all about was breaking balls. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thoughts of life right there. You know, telling each other to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I mean, without that, what else is there? What? You want to talk about the Mets? <laughs> you want to, you know, <laughs> you want to go, the assholes at work, oh, hi, how are you? Hey, they're all jacked off. It's all the same shit. How's work? How's this? How was your weekend? Ha, 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 he, he, he. Eh, nobody cares. You know, I mean, it, when I, those assholes I do with a comic kind, it's the same fucking penalty every year. <laughs> but, you know, getting out with you guys, you know, that, that's the only time I can actually, you know, call people a jagoff. Because <laughs> here at home, I have I have absolutely nothing. I have nothing. Oh, man. You know, my, ki my kids, they talk shit about me in front of me. I've become that old fucking guy that they actually talk about in front of now. You know, wh you know wh why is he acting this way is what my daughter will say <laughs> to my wife. Like I'm, like I'm invisible. Like I'm not even there. Yeah, you tell people to stop it, and they dismiss you like you're that old fucking guy, you know, who tells you, hey, you're like that button when you try to cross the street, and you press the button. That fucking thing doesn't work. It's not even hooked up. It's all bullshit. It's all psychological. It's like the, the, the knob on the toaster. That fucking thing doesn't work. It's all bullshit. That's, that's me. I'm the knob on the fucking toaster. I am. I'm like that piece of fucking Play-Doh when it rolls under the couch, you get the hair on it, and there's a fucking, you know, shit stuck to it, a toenail, you know, part of somebody's eyebrow, all that shit. That, that's what I am. Now. I'm that old piece of fucking Play-Doh. Turns hard, you know. And so I get, at least I can get on and talk to you guys, and, and, and you know, I, I, I feel like I'm Merv Griffin. But, Without without you guys, that's it. I'm just another fucking grease ball from the north side of Chicago. <laughs> oh, 
You, oh. t- you tell them for me they're on my shit list. Uh, I, I will do that. I will do that. And, and, and they, I'm telling you, it, it might be a year, it might be 10 years, and I don't know when it'll be, but I'm going to run into the fucking guy. <laughs> and I'm going to have some choice words for all of them. <laughs> you wait. You wait. You tell fucking... You tell fucking Brian for me that I'm I'm not, I'm really looking for his fucking ass. <laughs> I'm really looking, and, and, and it's, it's you know Puerto Rican choreographers. They're not you know they're, they're fairly easy to find. Trust me. <laughs> that other fucking guy running around with the fucking ear where he had he's stretching his earlobes and all that shit. That shit's gonna catch up to him. Mark my fucking words. I work at a bank now, so I'm too civilized, and I carry a briefcase. Get the fuck out! Is he gonna do a Samsonite commercial? Are you kidding? You know the other fucking guy, the guy that never talks. Okay, he never said much, but at least he was on the show. You know, he at least he was kind of like he would go uh, every every about every, every half hour he'd go. Well, Sal, what are you gonna do? That was it. That was his contribution. That was his way of saying, God, what an asshole this guy is. <laughs> you know, I, I understood that. I, can, I know how to decode when someone's calling me an asshole. I'm very good at it. I, I, you know, I, 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 listen, I, I, I don't allow myself the delusion of, of when someone's calling me an asshole to think it's anything different. And I know most of those fucking geek, you know, jagoffs that used to sit next to you could not wait to get out of the fucking room when I was talking. <laughs> They had one finger in their ass and then the other finger on the doorknob to get the fuck out of there when I was talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be serious. I just, I just, you know, it just pisses me off. You know, we had a, we had a good thing going here. You know, and then you try new coke all of a sudden. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, this was a good thing. This was, this, you know, this was like, you know, why do you want to fuck this up? Now, how often do you do you guys put shows together? Now, how does this work? Uh, Once it, a week, a couple times a month. How, how does it work? It's it's really hit or miss right now. Like I said, it's it's tough to get us all together sometimes. I mean, I've even stepped away for you know a little bit here and there, and I'm not on you know all the shows all the time. So. Uh, you know, we try to do at least one show a week now. We used to do like well, of course, we used to do five years ago. We try to do maybe two or three a week, but now it's tough to even get one a week, so, you know, it's, we've been pretty good with the listeners, they've been pretty patient with us for the most part, but, you know, they want to hear us talk, they want to hear, forgot, they want to hear you talk, they bug us about it, but, uh, it's not a real set schedule, it's whatever we can get together and have some talk about, you know, we'll, 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 we'll do that. Okay, no, I just, I just figured, I just figured, you know, it would, you know, it was, it was, a, like I said, it's a good thing, you know, and, and, um, I mean, I, I understand it. I know how, you know, life changes and things are different. And, and I, I, I've got that, that problem even with friends of mine, where we just, you know, yeah. close friends of mine, where you just don't see each other as much anymore. People get married, people have kids, people change jobs. And, you know, life moves on, man. But, you know, you also got to, there's certain things that you really got to make, make an effort to, you know, to, to keep together. You know, to to you know really keep it going because it's important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think this is one of them. I think you know, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of podcasts. Oh yeah, there really are. 
but you know, most of them. I mean, the majority of them, I should say, are full of shit. <laughs> uh, maybe a hand, well, you know, that's just the reality. I mean, not everybody, you know, is meant to do this stuff, and not everything is going to work out that way. So, you know, through, you know, through the years, I hear from a lot of different podcasts, and I, I mean, you try to be nice and and uh, you know make things work and here and that, but you know, there's a certain dynamic, there's a certain chemistry. You know, with you guys, it's different than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, if we, yeah. we do it for over 10 years now, we're one of the longer-running shows out there, which is still amazing to me, you know. Well, and, and, and you know, it, it's not, it's, and then you'll discover it's not as much about, you know, uh, the podcast as much as it's about the chemistry yeah. between people. I mean, that's the biggest part of it. You know, and, and a lot of times that's, what, that's the cool thing about it is it is just a bunch of guys, you know, talking shit to each other. <laughs> you, know, you don't have, you know you know you don't always have to have this you know this big you know thick you know important self absorbed agenda that a lot of these assholes have with podcasts you know mm-hmm. you know too many of them are they take themselves way too seriously you know you go you, you hear some of the bullshit and it's like man it's like a fucking it's like Winston Churchill's you know autobiography somebody's reading <laughs> and you're like what. What are you guys talking about? What? Who? <laughs> you know, you you know, I mean, they got they got this guy for five minutes, and then they got that guy for five minutes, and then you know, you, you, in the end, you're like, I don't even know what the hell these guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's uh, it's too bad you guys don't get together more often. Yeah, so. yeah, but uh, I will I will pass on your. Th- Thoughts to them. No, you t- listen. And if any one of them breaks your balls and gives you any shit or says, "Oh yeah," or you tell them, "Yeah," give them my phone number. <laughs> you know, give them my phone number. Two two two. Fuck you. That's my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You know, what are they going to do? They're going to yell at me. They're going to hurt my feelings. Oh man, come on. That ship sailed. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I, don't know. I just, you know, you mentioned the, the family and everything. Um, how are you dealing with the summer with the kids being home? Because I know, I mean, it's good to get them out of the house when they're in school, but <laughs> it's it's hard, man. You know, it's it's just it's a lot of. I mean, in some ways, it's you, you know, it's a scary situation because you want to almost you want things to almost stop where they are. You know, mm-hmm. Just see how big they're getting and how they're getting more mature and they're talking to you and they're they they're, they got more ideas and they're turning into little people and they you know and, and it scares you because you realize that it's quick, you know that that the time is moving quick and the shit's you know it's moving forward and we're all getting older but you don't have much of a summer when you got kids because you're always trying to you're trying to juggle everything and with my kids forget about it you got Montessori. Uh-huh. And then in between Montessori, you got this, and you got that, and you got you got break, you got barbecues, and my wife's always sending her us up for some bullshit, <laughs> and there's always some party, or some girlfriend's coming over to pick up a bat, or someone's always got some bullshit. It's, last week, it was a kid's birthday, I took him to Key Lime Pole. Yeah, I saw it. Like the Shindor, Shindor Water Park shit. I mean, this, this, this is just some kind of a cult, man. I'm telling you, the Shindor Water Parks. <laughs> because you've never seen so many fucking bad tattoos. And fat asses in your life. I mean, you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, every bad tattoo that, I, that, uh, that people got in the 90s, 
you know, when I was a bartender, is now come home to roost. <laughs> where, you know, you're looking at these assholes and you go, what the fuck were you thinking, you know, when you put a Days of Thunder, you know, tattoo on your ass <laughs> in 1995. You know, and now you've got, now you've got three kids and you're trying to waddle your fat ass into a swimming pool. Now, mind you, I have no delusion. I mean, I don't, I don't look like, you know, fucking Ricardo Montalban when I get in a swimsuit either. <laughs> but at least you see these water parks, you're like, Jesus Christ, when did this shit start with these water parks? And everything, you know, every time you turn around, everything's $100, and you got to have this, and you got to buy them that, and you got this. And, and it's, with kids, it's never enough. Five minutes after you leave, it's like, okay, where are we going now? Where, 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 what, what, what are we doing today? Uh-huh. Well, you know, and my father would give us, would give us, you know, five hours and send us to the show. <laughs> you know, I'd say, see you later. You know, come back in August. <laughs> and there was no bullshit now where you got to, I got to, you know, I'm constantly trying to play some asshole who keeps these kids busy, and it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got Comic-Con, yeah. and, you know, I got this, and I got to go out of town again next week, and then when I come back, we got, you know, I got Toronto, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make Toronto. And then we're going to go on vacation in September because I, I lose most of my summer because of the shows. Mm-hmm. You know, because San Diego is 99% prep, yeah. you know, getting ready for San Diego. And then you got the actual show. And then it was earlier this year. It was right after the 4th of July. Yeah. And so it kind of, it kind of <clears throat> threw things off a little bit. And then, you know, you turn around, man, and it's like the football is already starting. They're already in training camp. And we usually do a vacation in September. We're going back to Disney this year, which is, you know, back up the truck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you come out, <laughs> you come out of it, you're lucky you got a shirt on and a pair of pants. Hey, now, now didn't I see? Know, I got to buy frozen dolls. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, and now my daughter is, you know, my daughter's at the age where she talks back and everything <laughs> is, you know. But I thought I you saw know, you Daddy, actually had a trip to San Diego with the family recently, didn't you? We did that over spring break, and it was the longest four days of my life. <laughs> I mean, I came, I came back, and I, I looked like Mr. Howell. Got like island. I mean, I aged like fucking 10 years because it was just, you know, constant stoppage, and they're fighting, and, and, and you, get, you get to a point, you, you, you reach a physical point, Pants, where you can't say stop it anymore. Mm-hmm. Where I can't say stop it anymore. Where I tell my wife, I go, I'm out of stop it. That's it. <laughs> I used them all up. And, you know, my mother, you know, and, and that's the other way, you know, you're getting older because, you know, my mother, she's at the age now where she she actually tries to deny that she used to beat the shit out of us. She's like, <laughs> I never hit you guys. <laughs> but with your kids, you can't do that now. Right. Are you kidding? There's no way. But yet, you know, you, you fantasize about it. And you go, boy, what I would love to just take, you know, when these kids talk back here, they want this or they say that. You know, my mother would pick up a piece. You know, she'd pick up, like, an ironing board <laughs> or an extension cord. Or she would take, like, the bars, you know, to connect to Lady Kenmore. And she'd beat your ass with a Lady Kenmore. And you can't, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll come and put you in a mental one. You know, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But you think about it because these kids talk back to you. My daughter wants to tell me how to drive. <laughs> go, Wait, why are you going this way? Why, why are you going here? Mommy doesn't go this way. She goes the other way. Why don't you go the other way? You know. Well, well, she actually told me. Did, did, she asked me if I left my brain in San Diego. <laughs> is what she asked me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you love it. 
four years old, tells you you left your oh brain my in San God. Diego. Isn't that nice? Oh boy. You know, yeah, and it's it's. I only know it's only going to get worse. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to be living in fucking Brazil with with the other Nazis that are hiding. <laughs> I can't I can't take it forever. I'm going to be with Trump and Aspen you know, trying to clone. Trying to clone Hitler or something. I can't fucking. They they want to use me for like experiments and shit. Go ahead. I don't care. Turn me into Tiger Shark or something. I don't give a shit. Just anything. Just just so I can get out of here. Okay, you got you got pointy teeth. Big fucking deal. But at least I can watch TV when I want. Yeah. At least I can watch. He's like, I can watch you know, watch the game because you have no control over the TV now. It's all that SpongeBob bullshit. I missed the whole point. I, I I. I missed the whole thing with this SpongeBob. I don't understand it. I was a Flintstones guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I don't get SpongeBob. I really don't see the humor in it. I honest to God. I know he's crazy popular, but I just don't get it. I know at San Diego every year, the SpongeBob panel is like one of their biggest panels. But, but uh, you know, my kids watch it, and, and I'm in the other room, and I just want to saw my head off. I really do. <laughs> I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know. They, then they now they know how to DVR it. Oh, yeah, my daughter. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll catch my daughter. And then my shows never make the cut. They delete my shit out of there <laughs> so that they can make room for their shit. So if if we were ever like you know lost at sea, I'd be the first guy they would throw out in a lifeboat. <laughs> there's, not enough, there's not enough food for assholes. So, so I'll get out. No, we don't got any room for you. <laughs> no. I have no delusions. If my kids were cats, they would have eaten me by now. It would have been over a long time ago. It would have finished. If, if they were like to make my son an emperor, he'd probably have me dragged off. I'd be like, you'd be like Stalin right away. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be in the hole right now, eating fucking bread and water. And, and every day I lose a little more power. You know, or when I you say shit, they don't even pretend to ignore me anymore. They just ignore me. They just it's flat out. There's no noise coming from that side of the room. <laughs> and you know, every once in a while, you got to act a little crazy just to, to get them a reminder that you know you're not this big a jack off as they think you are. So every once in a while, you got to say, "Okay, listen, I got Disney on the phone, and they said I'm not going." We'll stay home and cut onions, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Get your job. Get your fucking job somewhere. Just leave me alone. Don't have any kids. Oh, yeah. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> Don't have any kids because I'm telling you, it's a cool joke. But You know, the shit, the, the shit we put our parents through, it's, it's, it's not even funny. But, you know, then you'll post a photo where there's a nice, oh, welcome home from San Diego banner they hang up for you. Well, it's usually because they need money. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, welcome home. And as soon as you're home, uh, yeah, listen, uh, how long is that suitcase going to stay there? And we've that suitcase there for, for, what, for a couple of days? How long is that going to stay there? Okay, good. You're home. You gotta take it up. You right into it. You jump oh. right into the mix. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take people to school the next morning, and you gotta do. You know, and, and you're just like you're not even. You don't even have a chance to like catch your breath when you're back. And then 
Every time I got to go out of town, I am just absolutely get my balls broken to the power of 10. <laughs> when are you leaving? When are you coming back? What's your flight number? Where are you going? Why are you? And they must ask you 50 times, when are you leaving? And you write the shit down, <laughs> and they completely ignore you as you're saying it. They're ignoring you. They're already forgetting it as it's coming out of your mouth. So five fucking seconds later, it's like, when, when, are, you, when are you going again? <laughs> when are you leaving? When are you leaving? And you just so fantasize about saying, what, are you fucking stupid or what? And that's what you want to say. But when you're married, you can't say, boy, you really are just, you know, just a fucking idiot, aren't you? You can't. You got to go, oh, oh, and, oh, no. Here, let me write it down. You know, because, you know, if, if it was in business you, you or it was somebody you were working with, you'd say, what the fuck's the matter with you? Did I just tell you? Because you know, people, they, they never, they treat their friends better than they treat the people they live with. That's just human nature, I swear to God. But the difference with me is they're fucking with the wrong guy. Yeah. Because you're playing poker with the wrong guy where if you want me to leave, you don't have to tell me twice. I don't know how the fuck it's going. The whole sentence won't even be out of your mouth. And I will, whenever I sit under my arm on my way out the door, is what I'll take with me. I'm not kidding. I mean, I travel like fucking Jason Bourne. I'll have an apartment with like a fucking a chair, and I'll be happy. You know, I'll I'll, I'll sleep in a fucking hollow log and drink muddy water. So don't tempt, you know, don't bluff like, oh, you know what, maybe we'll just let asshole leave. Okay. You won't even get leave. You won't even get to the V and leave before I, but okay. And you'll hear screeching tires. I'll be like OJ when they said not guilty. <laughs> you just you just put a rocket on my ass and just light it, and I'll be just gone. And whatever I'm doing, you'll see me picking up garbage on the side of the highway, pants, and I'll be smiling. Hey, pants, how are you? How you doing? Get a lot of fresh air out here. Pick up a lot of hubcaps. Find a lot of beer bottles. It's nice. Just so they're not fucking with you. That's all I want. Not to be fucked with. You find your mail thrown in a corner. <laughs> when I come back from a con, all my shit is on my chair. You know, <laughs> you push your chair in. You know, well, when I used to have a cat, my cat finally said, fuck it, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> you know, they, they, if the cat shit on the floor, they used, to, they used to circle the shit in like chalk. And you come back after a week and it was still sitting there. And you're like, you guys didn't clean up the cat shit? And I'm like, no, we're waiting for you to come back. It's your cat. <laughs> I'm like, it's like a crime scene when you come back. They don't want to clean it up. So the pictures you see posted, mm-hmm. that's all. It's like the pictures of food when you see McDonald's and shit like that. <laughs> or a steak place. And then you go there and you go, there it wasn't like that. It wasn't it at all. <laughs> you know? What the fuck is this? It's like when you order a prostitute, they show up at some fat broad. You know, <laughs> pimples on her ass. That's the broad on a website. You go, where the fuck is, where's Pepita? I want her to look like Peter with a wig on. What is her? And then, and then Jesse shows up. Hair and tattoos. You know? It looks like fucking praying mantis or something. Looks like one of those real bad, like, Ross Andrews Spider-Man villains. You know, Grizzly or some shit like that shows up. That's my story, Pants. I'm sorry. I really <laughs> no, that's wish fine. I, I, I really wish I could cheer you up. Okay? <laughs> well, I mean, 
I, I enjoy seeing you do still post uh, when you do your warm-up sketches. And uh, what's your progress? I know you're working on a couple things. I guess with uh, Dago's on the moon. Yeah, you know what, man? I'm, I got a I, I got a studio about about six months ago. I got a studio. Best thing I did in in 15 years was to get a little, you know, because I had a studio in my house. Right. When we moved in, and it was it was fine. It was perfect when we first got married and first moved in. But now the kids are bigger. You just don't get any privacy. You, know, you just don't get any any. You, you can't get any work done here because you know there's just too many distractions. It's hard to concentrate. So, studio helps tremendously. But uh, it, it, it's in and out. I mean, I really, really. Um, it's an enormous part of of keeping my sanity and keeping you know like they say possession of your soul uh-huh. is to be able to, is to be able to do your own work. But you know the problem with the business. With Alex, is it's gotten bigger and bigger, and that's a good thing. But it, it, it tends to move me for a little bit further away from my work. But I still do it. I still have, you know, uh, I'm finishing up, you know, uh, the work I'm doing now with the hostages, and, and I'm doing. A, I've been working on it for a while, but you know, I go in and out of these these times of the year, especially where we just have so much shit going on, mm-hmm. work wise. And I and, and quite frankly, I don't make any money off the independent stuff. I don't really make any money off of doing my own comics mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, I, I just, that was really why I went, I did the independent thing anyway, was it just wasn't, Marvel and DC just <clears> were not, my style wasn't conducive to what they wanted. Right. So if you're going to do indie books, it's great. It's very rewarding. I mean, I love it. I'll always draw and I'll always keep producing work. But, you know, when you got a family and you got, you know, you got mortgages and you got, you got tuition and you got, Bags of Doritos, and you got all kinds of sick shit you got to buy. <laughs> you know, you got you got to make a living. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to balance the two, and you're tra- it's like trying to ride three horses with one ass. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. But I'm still the, the studio's terrific. I mean, I go over there and I'm actually able to, to construct a thought. You know, that doesn't involve romper room <laughs> or, or you know Rapunzel or some sick shit, and you know get some work done. Yeah, because I, I know you mentioned you. I'm sorry. I know you mentioned you had a studio at your place. I didn't know you got one. You got one outside your house, though. No, I got one outside my house, but it doesn't. It doesn't really exist. It's kind of a mirage. Okay. So if you ever go, yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like the phony moon landing. If you ever go <laughs> to the door, it's really not a real building. It's, it looks like something else. It's like that sign in the Green Hornet where they're kissing, you know, and and, and then the, it opens up and the car comes out. Uh-huh, kind of like uh-huh. my studio. Okay. Because my wife's like, well, aren't you gonna? So why isn't your name on the on the, the mailbox? And I'm like, well, this is cause, it's because where I bring my whores and do cocaine. That's my serious <laughs> I go, my name's not on the door because I'm not expecting anybody to come here and fuck with. That's why my name's not on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not on the mailbox because I'm I'm literally like where they where they you know where they made Wolverine. That's my studio. Like down in some basement, big big tubs of acid and shit like that. So people leave me alone. And if I could hire the destroyer to work the door, I would. <laughs> Keep the assholes out. Because you, you've got to be able to get some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you really do. It's just, as, as an artist, people think it's like, you know, you're shining shoes or something. It's very hard <laughs> to get any work done when you can't concentrate. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to concentrate. And, you know, and, and not be distracted and not have to say stop it and put that fire out. And, <laughs> You know, take that out of the light socket and 
when you got kids, you're on fucking suicide watch constantly. They're constantly breaking shit and hiding it, or or testing electricity, or seeing what what flooding flooding the house does, or seeing what lighting shit on fire looks like. You know, that's constant. You know, putting shit in the freezer. Remember when I was a big thing? I, my kids are at that stage. They put shit in the freezer. <laughs> See what happens to it. It's going to freeze. So I'll go in, I'll, yeah, I'll go in the freezer and I'll find shit all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is doing in the freezer? My son will be like, oh, I wanted to see what happened when you froze it. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's nice. I don't think MIT's calling anytime <laughs> soon. But hey, you know, when, you're, when it's your kid, you got to just go, oh. Terrific. Wow. <laughs> I must say that a hundred times a day. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. You see you know, you only you see it the first thirty times and you're like, I can't fucking see it anymore. <laughs> you're like, okay. Unless you're you know, unless you're showing me like you're 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 detonating an atomic bomb, I don't wanna see. Don't show me anymore. <laughs> oh, but one of these days I promise you, you're gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna call me, and it's gonna be. When did Sal move to like Alaska? Well, what was he doing? What's he doing over here? You know, when? What kind of call us from like a satellite phone? Well, what was he doing? What's he doing in Greenland? Because <laughs> when I disappear, I mean, I'm not talking about just your regular average asshole. And wants to hide. I'm talking like like gone, gone. I'm talking like where I'll ma- where I'll put myself in a crate and mail myself to Tahiti or something. <laughs> you know, and I'll be I'll be I'll be living off coconut. <laughs> you know, where I'll be like fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway, where I'll be way the fuck out there talking to Hollywood. And I wa- and why he wanted to get off that island, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a maid, he had ice skates. <laughs> He had a volleyball with blood on it, and he had plenty of food, and nobody bothered him. <laughs> Widely you wanna paradise. Wipe, you want to you wipe your ass against a tree? Nobody cares. It's great. <laughs> yeah, okay, you need four months in a while, but that's it. Other than that, you don't need anything else. You know, you need dirty deputants, you know, shit like that. It helps. Rumpel. Oh. Vanessa Del Rio. <laughs> There's old an old, old old Randy Stryker videos of John Leslie. You know, you, yeah, you can live it up that stuff. <laughs> Peter North, God bless him. <laughs> I saw Ron Jeremy at San Diego this year. Jeez, oh my Christ. God! You want, to, you want to talk about fucking five miles of bad road? <laughs> He's got like he's got the, the 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 sandals on, and he's got the fucking toenails where they're curling around. Oh, it looks like one of those. Yeah, where they're yellow, and I mean the guy, I swear to God, it's like he's about fucking four hundred pounds, covered in hair, and he goes, Jesus Christ, this is fucking right, Jeremy. It's just we're all getting old, man. It, yes. it was just it was it was a sight to behold. Let me tell you, <laughs> you can't unsee scary, it. He's a scary fucking guy. I mean, he's like. Who doesn't remember the hedgehog? But he's a scary-looking dude now. <laughs> not, not, you know, not that he was ever like you know, you know, caring caring for fucking wounded children you know, in Ethiopia or something. He was always he was always just always some jab off with a big dick. But hey, still, 
provided, you know, when he was, those, that series he did with Christy Canyon, that stuff was pretty, that was like, you know, cinema gold. <laughs> you got to wonder whatever, you know, if you ever run into Christy Canyon in a, in a grocery store, I don't know what that would be like. Because I've, I've seen pictures of Sika now, and it's not pretty. jeez. Oh, what happened to Sika? <laughs> She looks like Tizzy like Arnold. You know, too, too much fucking peroxide. <laughs> and again, most people right now are going, who the fuck is Sika? <laughs> Sika? What's y'all talking about? <laughs> you know? Sika goes back to like when the shit was still on 8 millimeters. You know, they didn't even have video of those days. <laughs> you know? And like the shit was still, you had to go, you still had to go to the theater if you yeah. wanted to see an X-rated, you know. When you wanted to see the shit X-rated in those days. Now it's in your home, yeah, and wherever you want it, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you gotta, when you're married, you gotta learn to have everything, you gotta, it's, it's gotta be like, you gotta have layers of security, you know, <laughs> you I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you gotta keep, yeah, you gotta, you always gotta approach everything as if the government is watching. That, that's the rule I go by. You know, because if you just decide you're just gonna get cute, then you got problems. If you may walk in, and I always make it seem like I'm, everything I'm doing is work related. My wife, what's going on? Oh, don't ask. Don't ask. I'm, I'm, t- I'm busy. I'm tired. You know. But. You know, I, I don't, I mean, we remember the video store days. So we had the Korean on the corner. My God, it's like the Library of Congress. Like that. <laughs> he had everything. Everything. There was, there was not a, 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 a sick, twisted movie that this asshole did not have, this guy. And he never got off the phone the whole time. I, I, I think in all the years that I've seen this guy, he never once got off the phone while he was thinking about it. And now those guys are all gone, and all those videos—it's hard to imagine that that entire culture, you yeah. know, the video stores, Blockbuster, and Hollywood Video, and all the corner videos. There were hundreds of them. Yeah. My neighborhood, when I lived in the city, my neighbor—I kid you not, man—you you remember what it was like. Pants within, yeah. within, you know, within a mile of your house, there must have been twenty video stores. You know, they sprung up everywhere where they were running, and that shit's all gone now. It's like it never existed. Yeah. There's not a trace of them anywhere. Kind of like bowling alleys. <laughs> now, remember when you were a kid how many fucking bowling alleys there were anywhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I was growing well, I'm a little bit older than you, but, but when I was growing up as a kid, you know, late 60s, early 70s, there were, bowl, there were still, like, remnants. I guess it was enormous. It was at its height, what, in the 50s, right, bowling? Yeah, I'd say when so. It, yeah, yeah the, the, the height of its popularity was in the 50s. And I mean, my God, there were, you know, the same story. There was, there was fucking 10 bowling alleys in my neighborhood. And now they're, they're, they're all, every single one of them, they tore every one of them. Same with the video stuff. I mean, it's, it's the type of things you're going to tell you, you, you talk to your kids about it, and look at you like you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what? Video. What's this asshole talking about? That's why I wonder, you know, when we're doing this Beatles stuff, and it's a generational thing, you wonder, you know, how much of it is still out there. And we know it, but, you know, you wonder how much time has moved on. You know, how many people fucking remember, you know, one day at a time? 
That's right. Schneider. Yeah. That's me in San Diego every year. I'm like fucking Schneider. <laughs> the suspenders and everything. <laughs> Pool belt. You know. Back when you wanted to give it to Valerie Bertinelli. You know? <laughs> Who didn't want to give it to Valerie Bertinelli? That's right. Now you see her on TV selling shit, and she looks like my Uncle Maggie. <laughs> you know? Selling that shit with Cindy Crawford. Where it's a watermelon, and you put it on your face, or some bullshit, and it makes you young. I mean, who, 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 who feeds this bullshit? I mean, not that I wouldn't give it to Cindy Crawford, but I'm just saying that, that you know, they, they try to sell you this shit. There's always some guy in France that's it. Like, who believes this bullshit? <laughs> if there's some asshole, he discovered that, hey, you know what, guys? There's this juice out of a melon. You put it on your face, <laughs> then everything's all great. And you look like Cindy Crawford. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? And and it's like 150. And these assholes, they, they line up. They want to hear them with this type of shit. But I'll tell you what keeps me watching, Cindy Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> Still looks good. Tremendous. But, but Valerie Bertinelli, I don't know what the fuck happened. Too much of that Van Halen bullshit. <laughs> and I remember when she was on One Day at a Time, every kid in my high school wanted to slip it to Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> Were you a Valerie Bertinelli guy or not so much? Um, yeah, that was about or my... broad from the fall guy. <laughs> oh, Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. Yes. Heather Thomas. And she was... She had a big drug. Did she have a bad drug problem? Oh, I, I don't know her that well. <laughs> no, no. Every, well, that was a yeah, that was a story on TV. Was, you know, but yeah, it was, you know, the, the, you, that's the only reason you watched the Fall Guy was because of her. Remember that bullshit with that that horrible show with Lee Majors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heather Thomas. <laughs> what a fucking tomato! Ow! <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, back when you'd get that excited about Broad, you know, you'd see her and you'd go, man, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like, yeah, hey, how are you? You know, it's like, <laughs> you just go, hey, how you doing? You think of all the bullshit. You go, oh, I don't want to put up bullshit. Just, you know, let me go get a sandwich. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, when you're younger, you move heaven and earth. You know, you're like, oh, my God. But I would get in and now you're just like, yeah, I ain't going to put up with this bullshit. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I got, I got some back issues of Thor. I got to catch up on. Stop bothering me. You know, when you're younger, you're like, oh my god, it's the center of your universe chasing bras, and then you know, you get to a certain age, you're like, fuck this. Who's got, who's got the energy for it? <laughs> you know, you get married, and your wife, you know, talks shit about you in front of you, and goes out with her girlfriends. Probably a chip and dale. I'm like, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> well, yeah, that I, shit don't bother me. You know, I know my wife sees guys, younger guys, and check, go ahead. What are you going to do? I'm not a young guy anymore. I get it. But you've been married, what, 10 years now? 10 years, man. 10 years. I mean, I love my wife, and like I said, I have no delusions. You get to a certain age, you understand, there's always younger guys, not better shape. <laughs> A fucking six pack and all that bullshit. It's like, hey, this is it right here. Settle in. 
this is who I am, and you know I do the best I can. You know, and, uh, but uh, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know knock myself out if it's not gonna. If it's, I, I see these guys where you know they, they they're not even married, and they they they, they it, it kills me the shit that they go through over women, and it's like you don't have any kids and you're not even married. And, you know, a girl breaks up with them and they're ready to fucking kill themselves. It's like, guys, that, that's, you know, the only the only time you get that upset is if you got, like, a lot of testing for, like, a family and kids. <clears throat> if I'm going out with a girl and she's going to, you know, hey, oh, listen, oh, listen. Oh, Sal. Because it always starts with a deep breath. This. <laughs> oh, Sal. I don't know what to say. It's just that uh, I just feel like, okay, you wouldn't even get the whole thing out. And I'd be like, bye. <laughs> Life's too short, man. See you later. You know, I mean, I love my wife, but, you know, when you get to a point where you, know, you get along, everything's great. I mean, I have no complaints. There's situations where my wife is terrific. You know, how the fuck she puts up with me? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Because, you know, the one, the one great thing about being a Jagoff is usually you're really well aware you're a Jagoff. You know, you don't, you don't, I, I know I'm a Jagoff. And I know my wife thinks I'm a Jagoff. She probably, right now she's going, what is that asshole talking about? <laughs> but, you know, you also reach an age where you go, hey, I'm doing the best I can. You got to be a good father. You got to be a good guy. But... You know, it doesn't always mean it's going to work out. I know a lot of guys that are divorced. You know, it doesn't always, not always a happy ending. And uh, you got to just do the best you can, man. How our parents did, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with all the kids and the money problem, and, you know, times, I guess, were a little bit simpler. Then. But then every generation says that. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was simpler back then and blah, blah, blah. The world my kids are growing up in, man, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. You know, with the access of information that they have that we never had, you know, when you want to do a book report now, you can just Google it. Oh, yeah, jeez. There's no more fucking, you know, you used to have to go get the card file at the library get the encyclo- and all that bullshit. Encyclopedia Britannica, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's days are over, man. They look at you now like you're crazy to say that shit. Like, what? <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. We'll go get the, yeah, when, when I cleaned out my mouth, she had like the world book encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, imagine? Yeah. Can you yeah. fucking imagine? These kids today, when you said you got to break off the world book encyclopedia, and they look at you like you out of your fucking mind. <laughs> well, the idea is always, I thought you want to make the world a better place for your kids, so they don't need all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man, but then the problem is once they start going to school, they see all the shit the other kids have, you know? Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, you know, when you—that's like I was saying. When the the beauty of it, when they're little, is you know they're young and they got the innocence of just being you know kids and being you could be. And then when they get around other jagoffs at school, that's what happens. When they get around other kids, and then they hear other pe- other kids' opinions, and they take those opinions as as you know verbatim. You know, you got to get a little bit lucky too, man. You got to hope the kids don't hang around with assholes. You know, I, when I was a kid. You know, I made that mistake. I hung around with a lot of jagoffs, <laughs> had a lot of trouble. You know, and and you know, you could be a good kid, but you hang around with the wrong, the wrong idiots, man. It makes all the difference in the world. I mean, look at you with those assholes you hang around. With. <laughs> you 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? you know, look at look at you know look at Peter. You know? Fuck happened to him. <laughs> you know, look at look at look at like Tiziano. Yeah, he used to be a nice guy, and he moved to Canada. Ah. Hang around those, hang around those fucking guys right now. What's gonna happen? To you? <laughs> so, what are you gonna do the rest of the summer, Pants? You got anything exciting planned, or did you just say bullshit? Uh, nothing too exciting. Just uh, like I said, I, I'm getting away to a couple conventions. Like I said, I'm going to a convention in Connecticut. I'm gonna we're going. I'm going down to Stone Harbor to, to see a bunch of the guys in a, uh, a couple of weeks. Um, got to go to Baltimore for a convention. Got to go to New York for a convention. It just it's me. It's conventions and, and work, pretty much. <laughs> now, are you doing? Are you working at the cons, or are you just going to the cons as a civilian? No, I'm just going as a civilian. Well, I mean, um, I'm going to Connecticut and Baltimore as a, and New York as civilians. But I'm actually going to be setting up. I mentioned I'm going to do a show outside of Philadelphia. I'm going to be set up selling all my toys, and. Um, yeah, I, uh, but you know, I want to do the show in London next year. Actually, be working the show in London. Um, oh yeah, right. You still working with those guys? Oh yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, they're pretty good. Their fifth show is happening next February. Five years. It's it's pretty good. It's growing every year. Uh, and when I'm over there, I pretty much um, look over a lot of the artists and you know, sort of like a. A gopher, and you know, take them to their panels, take them to their signings. Yeah. So I, I get to talk to them. That, that's great. Just hang around the artists all day long. Look, what artists were usually out there off the top of your head? Uh, well, let's all, all British guys. Well, no. We, well, the idea of the show is to have sort of an American convention experience in the UK. So, you know, we because with you know Brian and my contacts, and I go to some of these shows, we can get some US guys to go over there, but. Uh, like, uh, you see some of the U.K. Oh, well, Sienkiewicz was there last year, or, yeah, actually this year. It's still 2014, so, you know, we brought Sienkiewicz over. Uh, they had John Romita Jr. over this year. Um, Art Adams. Uh, every now and then, you know, Brian Bowen, since he's over in the U.K., he'll, he'll come over. Uh, Jonathan Ross, who's, you know, big in the U.K., is over there. Um, yeah, we had Tim Seeley over there. You know, we've had Mike Norton over there. A lot of, a lot of guys you probably know, and just... Uh, yeah, it's a mixture every year. We know how it is. You try to get new people on the show every year to get people to come back and, you know, buy their tickets and, you know, spend the money there. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I've seen it, and, man, I love London. It's just, it's like, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. And I was there uh, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah, is that when they lost your there. luggage? <laughs> yeah, no, I was there... Um, I stopped through on my way back from Italy. Oh, okay. And we're going to be doing a lot of stuff over there now because the Beatles, the Beatles agreement we have here is the UK also. It would be wonderful to have Alex Ross come to a London show. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm well, I, you know, like I said, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff in the UK because our licensing agreements all involve the UK. Cause how are you going to do the Beatles if you don't do the UK? Yeah. Well. And, uh, no, we're excited. We, we, uh, the, the Apple... The people we've been dealing with in Apple, the you know the main offices in London, and yeah. So yeah, no, we'll, we will probably be doing a lot of stuff out there. Well, if you ever do a convention for comics, you know who to, who to is, talk to. When is, when is it London, the one you do? Uh, the one we're doing it's uh, in February right now. It's February twentieth and twenty first next year. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's getting bigger every year. Huh? Oh yeah, like yeah. Bigger every year. Yeah. 
That's the idea. <laughs> well, you know, some of them are, are bigger, but, you know, bigger isn't necessarily always better. It all depends. That's true. You know, I've been to some shows, and then they get bigger, but then they just add more T-shirt guys. You know, guys, <laughs> how many fucking T-shirts do we yeah. Well, this show is mostly about comics, you know, comic creators, uh, yeah. artists, writers. Where, where is it now? What part of Is it in London or the outskirts? It's just London? the outskirts. It's at the Excel Center, which is a. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know the geography too well. It's, it's a, about an hour and a half tube ride from from Heathrow. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And I know they treat you guys real well. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we we work pretty hard there at the show. You know, Brian does a lot of work for them with their website and. I do, you know, some work for them at the show and before the show, getting creators, so it's fun. Yeah, there's a lot of hot bras in London, too. <laughs> no, I always thought it was it was tremendously underrated, you know, for women. Most people, you never you never hear about London. You know, and I was, when I was over, I, I was over, I was, during 9-11, I flew into London that morning. Oh, wow. 9-11, and I was, I was stranded there for two weeks. I couldn't leave. Wow. And, uh, man, say, you, you, as an American, you know, you hear a lot of these countries that are your allies and this and that, but, man, oh, man, I, I, I was treated like a king when I was over there. They were, they were so nice and so genuinely, um, you know, um, forthcoming about, you know, in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were opening up their homes because a lot of people were stranded. Yeah. It was like, it was like a, a three, four hundred thousand people at the airport that were stranded and people in, in London and England, were, lo- were opening up their homes, but I, everywhere I went, man, I couldn't pay for a beer. There were people buying me beers. It was like I said, I had two weeks, and uh, now I love it. Plus, it's a great city anyway. Yeah. Great old city, a lot of, lot of art, a lot of great old stores. Um, it's getting expensive. It's changing a lot. Yeah. You know, it's definitely becoming a, a, a lot more, uh, a lot pricier. And I know a lot of people have had to move out of London. It's just gotten too expensive. But, uh, oh no, it's 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 a world class city for sure. And New York and London, it's like you know Paris too. But you know, there's something there's something really you know magical about you know places like London. Of course, you know when I was a kid, that's where all the monsters were. So you know, <laughs> you know, we still <laughs> everything was in you know with fog, mm-hmm. and then there was werewolves. Who was going to get your throat ripped out by a werewolf? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. People forget all the mo- other classic monster movies were always set in London. It's like all the superheroes were in New York, but all the monsters were in London. Mm-hmm. You never see any of them now. When you're there, you never see any. You didn't see, you know, Mister Hyde or anything. <laughs> no, Jack the Ripper. No, didn't see him. No, no, Jack the Ripper. No, I actually went on a Jack the Ripper walking tour where they took in all the sites of the murders and everything. It was that was really interesting. Yeah. I went to when I, I went on it because I had nothing to do when I was there, nothing. <laughs> right? And I went on it. I remember one of the sites where a lady got killed was like a Starbucks there now. Oh jeez! You're walking in, you go, jeez, Starbucks. So I got a throat, you know, I got, got cut up right here in front of Starbucks. I had, and because a lot of those neighborhoods back in the day that were like the you know the Whitechapel district, which are like the worst mm-hmm. parts of London, that's all gentrified now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you got you got to try to you got to try to imagine, you know, what it was like. Mm-hmm. But no, still, you know, good time. Mm-hmm. I did that same tour. People were like, oh, come on, it was so touristy. I'm like, guys, 
I was there two weeks. I, I mean, <laughs> and a lot of the museums were closed. I mean, I was running out of shit to do. <laughs> it was terrible. All right, man. Well, listen. Yes. Did we run out of time or not? Well, I, I, I got plenty of time. It's up, it's up to you. See, I, I'm off tomorrow, and I had a nap today, so I'm ready to go. You had a nap? Yeah, I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm up at I'm up, I'm up no, four. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen. Up in the morning? and you know. There's nothing wrong with naps. Let me tell you something. I go to my studio sometimes, and you start out with, you know, full of piss and vinegar with all this shit you're going to do. And then you sit down, and you're like, what the fuck? You wake up at 4.30. <laughs> And you, go, you know, yeah. you close your eyes and you go, Jesus, what happened? You know, because there's nothing wrong with a good nap, man. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. for a while. Especially yep. after you've been you're tired, you turn around. I wake up like one of them fucking woolly mammoths sometimes when I wake up with my coat on and I fall asleep. <laughs> you know, keys in your hand, food in your mouth, you know, and, and you're like, what the fuck? And you wake up and you're, you're like, you're passed out. Because <laughs> you had that kind of a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know you don't apologize for it. You're like, I mean, you work hard, you're tired. Shit catches up with you, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, fuck it. Play Teddy Bird Ted. <laughs> yeah. But Sal, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, whether if it's just me or anybody yeah, else. Listen, no, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I was, you know, that I I can't talk to you without them. I'm just saying, <laughs> like I said, I just don't like it when these gag offs, you know, they give you this oh, I'm too busy bullshit. It's like, what's that supposed to mean? What, what does that mean? You're too busy. I mean, uh, who the fuck are you? All of a sudden, you're too busy. They turn into Henry Kissinger all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Sal. <laughs> not what you think. I got rehearsals or some bullshit. It's like, oh, cut it out. You know, <laughs> menstrual cycle, okay, I understand. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll but get now, to see now, it. Now, where do you, where do you uh, I mean, honestly, where do you see things going in the next, you know, couple of years at the show? You think it's going to... Wow. You're going to keep it together? or? Well, you know, we, there's so many comings and goings. I said, I've already left once and come back and, you know, taking a sabbatical every now and then. We actually added uh, a new cast member recently. We added uh, Danielle O'Brien. Uh, she uh, used to work at Gold, at um, used to work at Wild Pig Comics. She uh, writes a web comic. And, you know, our first female geek we added to the show. So, you know, we're expanding the roster. So, you know, you have your cycles. You go up and down. You go up and down. We had our 10-year anniversary. I don't know. Is if people still listen to us and we can get enough guys, you know, doing the show, want to keep it going? I can't see us stopping. Really, it's we have fun at it. Sometimes it's a lot of work, but uh, bottom line is, it's it really is a lot of fun when we get everybody together here. So wait a minute. Who is this broad you in? What? <laughs> a D- a Danny O'Brien. Uh, she's been on the show a couple times before. Uh, you know, she like I said, used to work at a comic store. She she's writes a web comic and. Um, you know, friends of ours Irish for bride? years. I'm sorry? The Irish broad. The Irish yes. broad? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> Irish broad, yes. you got to be careful. <laughs> Those Irish broads are all crazy. you got to be careful. <laughs> you know, it's like nothing but fucking drinking. And, you know, that, that, that St. Patrick's Day bullshit, they lose their mind. <laughs> oh, she's very nice. Yeah, and, and how, how many shows has she been on? 
Oh, well, we only had her on recently as her first official show, but she's been on, I don't know, maybe half a dozen, dozen times over the last couple of years. We made it official to actually put her into the uh, Rotating Geek um, membership. <laughs> what is this world coming to? <laughs> How long have I been gone? I mean, I've been gone over a year. Right? Like uh, a about year. a year. I think it was like sometime last August we had you on for our 1500th episode. So you got enough fucking piss and vinegar here to bring these crazy Irish bras on that you can't have me on. Oh. How the fuck does that work? We'd have you on if all the had, time, Sal. If I had more, if I had one more jag off, nag me about when I'm going to be on this show. <laughs> and, and, but I mean in a bad way. They were yelling at me like, Sal, what are you doing? You're a big asshole. You don't go on the show. And I'm like, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. What did I, 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 what did I do? I mean, I never hear from those guys anymore. I don't know. You guys are like, you know, you guys were living in, in, in South America or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Well, I, I hope. Said, Guys, I got nothing to do with it. You know, I mean, I'm like, whatever happens, you know. I mean, if they ask me to go, of course I go on. Absol- but, you know, absolutely. Like you're saying, things change. Rosters change. People move on. Yeah. You guys weren't having the show on as much, and and but I think it was. Uh, was it after San Diego? Like a year ago? I can't remember what. It yeah, was. it was like last August. After San Diego last year. Okay. Okay, yeah, now I remember. Oh, now, now who's yawning now? Come on. You should... No, I'm not I'm yawning. <laughs> Are you kidding? Because I get up every morning at 6 o'clock with these crazy bags. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yawning. That's not yawning. That's exhaustion. <laughs> yawning means I'm tired. Tired <laughs> means you're just, ah, let me lay down. Around here? Are you kidding? As soon as I lay down, somebody needs a glass of water. <laughs> Something's under somebody's bed. You know, my wife's yelling about some bullshit. Tell me something. <laughs> And, you know, it's like you you try to write out summer, man, but no matter how much you plan it out, you turn around and it's Labor Day. Because it goes so damn fast. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Summers. And then the next thing you know, the weather turns to shit and you're right back at it again. Yeah. You know, you go outside and it's like the tundra. (laughs) And you got to run to your car. Oh, Mr. Pants, I can't thank you enough for having me on. You're always welcome, sir. I hope to actually see you in New York at some point. We'll have to get together and uh, maybe do something together while we're up there. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely be in New York, for sure. Very good. And, uh, now, are you doing the podcast alley? Or are you uh, they actually got rid of that last year, so there's no more podcast alley up in New York. So I'm just there walking uh, around as a civilian. Hopefully, you're better off. Man. You don't need to they don't appreciate you, then you don't need it. <laughs> well, you know, they needed the space for bigger things, I'm going to say. And we, had a, we had a good run up there. Yeah, so be sure you say hi to everybody when you see him. I will do that, Sal. Yeah, I see, say, I see Jamie's sister once in a while on yep. Facebook. Yep. Oh, wow. you, you still in touch with family at all? How's that going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Jamie's dad is going to be coming down to the toy show with us and selling some of, uh, some of Jamie's toys. So we get to see him there and... Hang out with the with him. Yeah, I remember Jamie's dad. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's a hell of a school nice teacher. guy. School, yep, school yep. Teacher, retired, right? retired school teacher. Yep. He looks like one of those pain in the ass school teachers <laughs> too. You know, like the guy that beats your ass or something. <laughs> oh, he does. I remember when I saw him. 
my friends, I got inside of my truck. Gee, do I got any papers I got to hand in? Or did I, you know... <laughs> did I hand it? Did I get in that book, that last book report? Or what the fuck happened? When you saw him, he just got that look on him like he's ready to take you. Like, I got to go back to high school. <laughs> no, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, I, like I said, I still see, you know, his sister on Facebook once in a while. Yep. And uh, I guess she's got a big family, right? A lot of kids. Yeah, she got three kids, yep. Oh, jeez. I thought <laughs> I had it there. Three fucking kids. Yeah. God. She should be, they should give her sainthood. Three kids. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got two when I get my ass kicked. Like, three. Yep. Okay, Mr. Pants. All right, Sal. Have a good one. Anything you need, just just give me a holler. Absolutely, Sal. Don't be shy. I won't. You take care, sir. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, good gosh. You know, throughout the years, you know, like like I said, you know, things come and go, people come and go. Uh, He is... Sal was one of the guys I just could talk to forever, and I, th- I thank you to all the listeners who, you know, wanted to have him come on the show, asking him, asking us. I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, I-, I really do. It was a lot of fun. And if you ever at a convention where you see Sal, by all means, go up and say hi to him and just tell him how much you love him or call him a jag off, whatever you want to do. All right, everybody. Well, that's all for now. Join us next time on Comic Geek Speak.